Do you guys even remember this pod? Under the Radar Fantasy? Heck, do you even remember who I am? It's been that long. Hey guys, it's your host, Austin Bankhead. Under the Radar Fantasy, finally back at it. Really, really long time we were gone, or I was gone. Well, week two, I believe, was the last episode that everyone heard. Unfortunately, I came down with COVID. Yeah, last recording was September 16th, I believe, or at least that's when it was loaded up for the airwaves on Apple, your Google Podcasts, your Spotify's, wherever you could get your podcast. Hey, uh, yeah, I got COVID, everybody. Uh, and I was down for the count for a good two weeks. It uh, really hit me hard, and usually I'm a pretty healthy individual. Uh, I don't really watch, you know, the calories. I'm not that type of a person to do the fasting, the uh, let's let's try a new diet out where it's just vegetables only. You know, that's just not how I roll, but it put me down. It is a real thing. I know a lot of uh, people in my little circle um, have had it. Hell, my mom even got it, and uh, it put her out for about 10 days, uh, two weeks for myself. I didn't go see a doctor. I did get it tested just to make sure for the sake of my job and just to keep my state of mind uh, clear of it all, and I was positive. I didn't have any taste. I didn't have any sense of smell. I lost my appetite. So that made things even worse for myself. Um, and I got even sicker from that. Just had no no strength, no ability to really want to do anything. I was really weak. And um, my wife got it as well. Thankfully, the kids didn't get it. And we're all better now, um, obviously. So after the two weeks, this quick health check recap, learn the health check little tidbit from my boys over there at Carbonated Concepts. I'm actually rocking the t-shirt while I record this. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, DJ Carbo and Jay Will and New Edition as of probably like last week. Um, Bo Arsenal, Bo Bear over there. New, new third person on the airways for them. Kudos to him. Give them a listen. Their first episode with Bo was this last Sunday. They do new recordings every Sunday. So put that in your calendar um, or check it on your, put it as a subscribe for your uh, podcast, wherever you listen to them. So you could be the first person to hear it as soon as it comes out and gets published. So shout out to them real quick. But yeah, I got sick. I didn't want to do anything. Um, and then. Four weeks now since doing the math, if I do it right. Just week after week after week, stuff kept coming up, either with family or uh, just did, I lost the drive. Honestly, I lost the drive to want to put something out for everybody, as bad as that sounds. Uh, sound Sounding like saturating the market or whatever you want to call it. Oh, it's just another person on the airwaves just giving their input or whatever. Um, breaking away to come up to my little sanctuary up here away from everybody uh, was a little bit difficult and then add fuel to the fire add to it we got a puppy so uh, it's been all hands on deck with that it 
has been uh, a lot of joy, a lot of waking up in the middle of the night, taking the puppy out, not a lot of sleep. So I started going out and playing more softball again on the weeknights. So that took time away. Uh, and then just there's been times where recording for everybody so they can hear the starts and sits or just my opinion on people, players coming up in the week, the timing just wasn't right. I do my own recordings with um, Riverside.fm, um, pay subscription for that. And, you know, for a while I was watching that just go down the tubes, just paying monthly and not doing anything, which would be fantastic if I can figure out, maybe I'll do a double check. If you pay for a certain amount of time to record in a month, a pay period, a cycle, just like with your Comcast and all your other bills, you pay your amount that you pick and then wonder if they got rollover, you know, rollover like the good old AT&T days with the cell phone. Same with Buzzsprout. Buzzsprout is another platform used to upload. I use for uploading the podcast so everyone can hear. All it really is is just a middleman for um, taking the file that I do the recording and using the uh, soundboard present here uh, that I use to do all my intros and things like that and um, stuff of this nature like... Loud noises! Things like that. So going forward with it and having to pay a premium with that... Uh, monthly for Buzzsprout to use to upload the amount of hours you have. I don't know if they have a rollover either, but that would just be quite the plan if they allow rollover minutes or rollover time slots. Because there's not a lot of times where you just want to keep doing it and can keep doing it every single week, every single day, or every other day. There's people and podcast people out there that they all meet together and do it in a central location. So technically, they don't really have to pay. They just do their own recordings amongst each other and do it for a day, next day, next day. Like, that's their job. I don't have this as a job. Quite frankly, with the job switching over, cool, you know, some nice little slide into another topic. Be on a personal level, we had to do the decision, my wife and I, of figuring out if we were going to be going down the road of being vaccinated or not. So for the longest time, we were against it and were very much so, still technically are. Uh, we are still employed, though. We both work for the state of Washington. And one of the rules for a state of Washington employees is that we have to be vaccinated. Shortly after getting sick, we decided to take it upon ourselves to do a little more research and go ahead with the vaccination, not just only for our job, but we didn't want to get sick again to potentially put us in the hospital. We were fortunate enough not to be put in the hospital the first time, don't want to test it a second time. So that's how we were able to go to sleep at night with that was saying that was our choice for doing it all. That was our decision um, because we were looking to make sure our health was in the best hands and it was in our hands not the uh, politicians and um, our bosses or our higher authorities and our workforces trying to tell us that that is exactly how it needed to be. So that's how we were able to kind of change our perspective. That was going to be our choice 
was because we got sick, didn't want to get sick again, and hopefully getting the shot and with our um, great minds as the years have gone on and the technology that whatever is going to be put in our body is actually going to help us. That's where we had to put our hands in and still employed. We're not sick. Haven't been sick, knock on wood, since then. Uh, everything else, though, has been really good. Um, especially the dog situation, new little wrinkle in the things, but we're not going to, I'm not going to go a whole lot into any more kind of stuff that had happened throughout the few weeks that I've been missing, uh, or family stuff went away for a weekend, no kids, that type of thing. Um, I'm not going to talk about start sits any this time, maybe, maybe to start the week over if I get in a bit of a rhythm, I just kind of wanted to get on here, say a little quick word to everybody that um, I haven't forgotten, just kind of lost the mojo, and probably I'll dig a little bit into how my leagues are going, just kind of do a quick little blurb with that, and since it's about the halfway mark for the fantasy football season anyway, probably just do a little cap on that and let everyone know how my teams are looking, so uh, yeah, let's fire that part up real quick. So, leagues. Yeah, I had broken a promise at the beginning of the year to my wife. It was about how many leagues I was going to do this year. Unfortunately, I kind of broke away from saying, oh yeah, we're only going to do two. I'm only going to do two. Uh, maybe, you know, you know, maximum of $100, things like that. God, just go with a couple friends. And then these random ones. Want to be, you know, really associated with this team and this team, and that's it. I ended up with six. I ended up with six teams. Um, four of which are Dynasty. Uh, two I actually care about right now. Two I don't. So it's very difficult to get excited about it. Not going to lie. Um, one Standard League Redraft. And one Keeper League redraft. The standard one, no offense to my boy Garrett Everson out there, Mr. g Easy. I was pretty much suckered into that league. I think I talked about it on prior episodes. I'm not doing good in that one either. That one you have to have defensive players and start them just like your wide receivers and running backs and quarterback or whatever that you got to start your offensive players. You got to start the same exact kind of situation with your defense. Not really feeling that one. Uh, it's cool, but my record kind of a bit of a bummer. Got a decent little group with offense. Just, it's just, I'm just missing like that extra person to go over the top. I'm currently four and five fielding offers for some of my players, but I'm not going to just give you my good people for dog shit. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not going to give you Devontae Adams for Adam Thielen and Elijah Mitchell just because I decided to not care about my running backs in that league because you must only start one. One actual running back slot. You may do another running back in your flex spot, but you must start two wide receivers, a wide receiver or tight end. That's a flex spot there. 
and then you must start a tight end, and then a normal flex. So there's a premium on the wide receivers. My wide receivers to start the year were Devontae Adams, Cooper Cup, T. Higgins, Mike Williams, and last one was Brian Edwards. Uh, so Devontae Adams, Cooper Cup, if anyone's been living under a rock, knows that Cooper Cup is probably the number one wide receiver, probably number one fantasy person right now in the NFL, playing for the Los Angeles Rams, matched with Matt Stafford this year. They are killing it, except for against Tennessee. Him and Devontae Adams, and I'm four and five, just to give some context. So I'm missing something. My defense, I kind of don't really care. I paid attention to linebackers and things of that nature because those are the guys that get you all the all the tackles. You know, on paper looks really good. Output and obviously in record, not so good. Don't really care. Only I had to pay twenty five bucks. It's a seventy five dollar league. They pretty much paid everything for me because I needed a body. No offense, guys. Probably gonna have to do it again next year. <laughs> uh, or you're gonna have to have someone. Buy my team, and then I can leave right now. That'd be great, too. But I got two dynasties that one, seven, two, one, six, and 3. I'm putting my heart and soul in those. I don't know if I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be able to land playoff spots, but it looks pretty solid right now. I got two other, two other dynasties. My other two dynasties are 4 and 5. I'm floating right there, 7th, 8th, ninth place, stuck in the middle. Like one of my favorite podcast people that I listen to, uh, Matt Kelly with a podfather on Roto Underworld. If you're not first, be last. I'm stuck. I've tried to make moves before all the L's started popping up. It's it's tough. People's teams are kind of set, and people's teams are set for even the future. It makes it very difficult to even want to continue playing into next year for those. And then the Keeper League. That one. That one right there. I find more important to me than the other two fantasy dynasty ones that I got that have just as decent records at 7-2 and 6-3. I'm 7-2 in that one as well. But there's a listener and a person that's been on their recording for this podcast before. His name is Frank. Frank Raiden invited me this year to that league that he has had with his his buddy and co-commissioner for a really long time, Joel Chandler. Shout out to you guys. Shout out to you boys. Good luck for week 10. Just thought I'd say that right now. So you can hear that out there to the public. I'm in first place. Frank's in second. We've been jawing for the whole season. And it has slowly gained some momentum seeing that, oh, the new guy. The new guy's on top now. What's going to happen? We're not going to – I'm not going to go – and make a real long recording explaining how my other teams are looking. But we'll go a little bit more in detail on this one. <laughs> Just because this one, this one's a little bit more, like, it's important to me. Seven and two. My starting group, as of right now, for week 10, given everyone's situations that have arisen since week nine and injuries and things like that, and preparing 
to face my opponent for week 10 and seeing what they had or had lost. Starting quarterback is Matthew Stafford. He is, the, according to Yahoo, is the number three fantasy player. Starting wide receiver, must start two wide receivers, must start two running backs, a tight end, and a wide receiver, running back, or tight end flex. We have kickers, and we have a defense. I'm not going to talk about kickers and defenses. That's interchangeable. Starting wide receivers, Cooper Cup and A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown was actually a trade of target of mine. I originally had drafted Keenan Allen. During A.J. Brown's slump, I managed to do a straight across. Keenan Allen for A.J. Brown. Again, this is a keeper. The rules with this keeper league as follows. If you decide to keep a certain player, whatever round that player was drafted in, and you decide to keep him, that player will be valued at a round higher next year. So context, Chase, sorry, Jamar Chase, not like Chase Hedmonds, <laughs> uh, looking a little injured right now. One that's not injured, Jamar Chase, wide receiver for the Cincinnati Bengals. Year one rookie. Oh, he's got the fumbles. He's got bad hands. He can't catch the ball. Yeah, he fumbled last week, week 10, but I'd say he's doing pretty good right now. According to Yahoo, he's ranked in the season out of everybody, number 24. Uh, I know he's a top 10 wide receiver in terms of points. Um, They are, unfortunately for me, on by this week. That being one of my third wide receivers. And then I rotate with a fourth one every so often if there's an injury. As of right now, it's Van Jefferson. I mean, why not? With Matt Stafford, well, as of this recording, hours broke before this recording. OBJ, Odell Beckham Jr. now is with the Rams. So that changes things. I still, you know, that changes things a little bit with Van Obviously, OBJ probably won't play this week. Don't count. Don't count on it. I don't. Don't quote me. Pretty good chance you know you come from a different team across the state, across the country, and you're expected to go out there uh, Monday night and in uniform and already put up numbers for them. I don't think so. I, I don't. I don't think so. Not to mention it's on a road game. To San Fran, thankfully, it's not very far away. But you just got there. You're not going to be expected to know a whole lot. Maybe they throw him in there for a few passes or whatever. But why? Week 11's their bye. Go out there during the bye with the playbook and start learning it and putting it into action out there in good old Los Angeles. Running backs right now, Ezekiel Elliott. You know, top five running back right now. Leonard Fournette made a trade for him midway through this year. Other running backs, uh, Devontae Williams. I drafted him in, say, the, I think it was in the fifth round. So if I decide to keep him next year, uh, I believe I'll be giving up a fourth round, fourth rounder for him. I think Jamar Chase, I think I drafted him. So I'm sure people are going to be wondering when did I draft him. I drafted him in round seven. That's tough because I would be giving up a six-round pick. That's almost like too easy. Too easy. That might definitely have to happen. 
I will say though I have a trade offer right now. It's kind of okay in terms of keeper wise and values. It's it's not that great. But in terms of if I want to try and go for the championship and not have to deal with any more bye weeks and maybe even a tough schedule, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. I'm debating about it. I got a little bit of time. Uh, maybe when this news breaks, I may have accepted the trade. I don't know. I had drafted Noah Fant. Actually, I I repeat that. Uh, I misspoke. I was able to keep Noah Fant. Uh, I did a trade before the season started. Um, the original trade was I traded away Josh Allen. Well, there's another individual who had Stephon Diggs. I won't say his name in case he does not want me to out there on sound waves. Long story short, I made a trade. And I sent Josh Allen to him so he can have a stack. And I had planned a little bit all along that I was going to find a stack of my own. Since I couldn't get Diggs from him, I might as well try and get someone I could probably keep for next year and, you know, do find my own stack. I ended up finding Cooper Cup and Matthew Stafford. Cooper Cup in round three and Matthew Stafford in round six. With Ezekiel Elliott in round one, Keenan Allen in round two, the bust of Trey Sermon in round four. That one was painful. Uh, Trade away Josh Allen to the Diggs owner. I ended up getting Javante Williams with that. That may stick. I may keep that. Depending on the trade that I decide to do or not, Jamar Chase was in round seven. That's proven to be really good value. Running backs A.J. Dillon in eight, Zach Moss in nine. Since then, I have let Zach Moss go. He was actually a part of a trade package. Uh, I had drafted Mike Williams in round 10, Justin Fields in round 11, took a defense, took a kicker, had Brian Edwards in round 14, and a tight end again in round 15. Well, since then, Noah Fant no longer is on my team because of COVID, and then he's on bye week this week, so I didn't think really to keep him. Uh, I grabbed Pat Fryermuth last week, and he basically sealed the deal for me with the two touchdowns. That was huge. Hopefully another pop game this week since it looks like Chase Claypool is going to be probably out with a toe injury. And currently in my flex, I have Devin Singletary, given that Zach Moss is now with the opponent that I face in Week 10, and it looks like he has a concussion. My opponent is pretty thin at the running back area right now. Nick Chubb is his other one, and he has COVID at this moment. So maybe I get a break and Nick Chubb is gone. So who knows? As of right now, just to kind of stick to him, because he also has Josh Allen. Imagine that. He is playing the Jets. I have Devin Singletary. And definitely, if Zach Moss is out, praying for a couple passes to go to my man in the flex, Devin Singletary, maybe a touchdown in there. The bench is Javante Williams right now, A.J. Dillon, Van Jefferson. Chase with the bye. I snagged Alexander Madison because of the Dalvin Cook news. You never know, just in case. Plus, our waivers are going to be closing soon, and our trades or for trade deadlines going to be coming up soon as well. But the trade that I'm about to land or not land 
may change the outcome of my team going forward, probably for the better. I know in week 11, I have a little bit of a tough spot because when the two best basically stacked quarterback and wide receiver tandem combo, whatever you want to call it, are not playing in week 11. It's going to be kind of tough. Man, streaming a quarterback against Frank in week 11. I'm first, he's second. Now's the time to pull out all the stops, you know? Start thinking about, in terms of this keeper league, for instance, if you have a person that looks like they're not going to be doing really well the remainder of the year, injuries, they don't have any more fab for their waiver, they've even said themselves they're giving up, they got a guy that you really want, start thinking about how to get that guy or sending a piece to them and getting a pick. Grab their pick in a certain round. If you're not if you're not really hurting for bodies, but you think that you may you may be able to you know, send him a piece for a decent pick next year since he's going to be near the bottom and he values a player pretty high, go chase that because especially for next year, you getting two you have your first and you land someone else's first because of a trade you made halfway through the season and they happen to just hit, that's called victory right there. This year, people kept players like DK Metcalf with only a round nine penalty, meaning DK Metcalf was kept in the ninth round. DK is a round two player. Round Middle round three at best. Austin Eckler. Shoot, Austin Eckler for some people, if you're picking at the back of the first round, like pick 11, 12, 10, 10, 11, 12, and depending on how you want to do your makeup on things, you take top flight wide receiver with maybe Tyreek or Devontae if they're there, then you start round two with Eckler. Pass catching running back with a high-octane offense with Justin Herbert and a coach that doesn't want to punt. He doesn't believe in punting, and he barely believes in kicking field goals, and he goes for it all the time on fourth downs. So he catches passes and PPR. That's what you want. Round two. Dude was being kept in, like, round six or seven for this year. Incredible. That changes people's ADPs, which is average you know, draft position. So it's not really a fluid guess on who's going to be in a certain round where you can bank on, like, oh, yeah, I can get this guy in round three. Easy. He's always in the round three. Uh, well, yeah, normally in round three when it's a straight redraft and you don't have a person that gets to keep him in, like, round 10. Here's another one for you. Justin Jefferson. People remember who that guy is? You remember who that guy is? Well, if you don't, he pretty much set the rookie record for catches and yards as a rookie for the Minnesota Vikings. I think he stomped uh, Randy Moss's record. Granted, now Jamar Chase may be on point to break that one. Don't quote me on all those record breakings and things like that. Jefferson was kept as a round 11. <laughs> round 11? Now, there's stipulations on how long people can keep certain players, you can only keep them three times. 
but he can keep him all the way till round eight, being three years. Because every year he goes up one. So this next year, he'll only be worth a penalty of around 10. Round 10? Justin Jefferson, round 10. Yeah, okay. So I got a lot of thinking about with this Jamar Chase, Devontae, a couple players for keeping for next year. Makes you think, like, do you want to play for this year and win and just figure it out next year? Because things change. Look what happened. Jared Goff is no longer with the Rams. He's in Detroit. Going over in Detroit. Stafford, not having one rough week. That's fine. That whole offense completely changed. Blossoming over there in L.A. And gaining Odell Beckham Jr. just a few hours ago at the time of this recording. Things change in a flash. Fantasy football, it's just people like you and me that are just paid athletes to do something that they were born to do. They're just built different, play different, think different, get paid to do it. A gladiator sport. Things change all the time. Look at the Seahawks. Russell Wilson got hurt. He was out three weeks for a finger injury. No one ever thinks that those type of things happen. But they're people too. So you got to be on your toes. You can't get too comfortable. That's the main thing. You can't get too comfortable in the situation you have because that's when you start getting a little lopsided with your thinking. So, hope everyone else's leagues are actually going pretty good. Hopefully you don't have as many as me. But I will say, try and treat every single one like you still have a chance to win a championship in each one. Redraft, you can definitely think like that. Dynasty is a little harder. I, I totally understand. But the main thing is to just not completely quit, not completely back out, not completely just quit the league and never think about it. I mean, you paid the money for it. You might as well continue all the way through. Things happen. I've been saying it just the last few seconds. Things in life completely change in a heartbeat. Situations change. Injuries happen. You know, guys, stay on your toes. Plain and simple. Well, guys, Week 10 is about to start. Week 10 is going to be Thursday Night Football with Baltimore Ravens, and Miami Dolphins. See how that goes. Lamar Jackson's actually playing lights out since the last time I recorded and talked to him about it. Talked to everyone about it regarding his uh, his other pieces with wide receivers and tight ends and running backs all going down. They've righted the ship. They have a winning record. And uh, they got some other pieces back. They got their first-round pick back. Rashad Bateman, wish him the best best of luck tonight. Uh, and I actually have him in a few. <laughs> a few have him in a league. Marquise Brown in a league. Uh, good old Mark Andrews in the league as well. So we shall see what happens for everybody starting tonight for Week Ten. Hopefully, everyone has a fantastic evening and weekend. And I hope that there is a victory for you at the end the finish line for week 10 going into week 11 with positivity. Thank you guys. Maybe catch you in week 11 for a quick little 
recap on how the week 10 goes and some start situations with week 11. Maybe I'll even let you know if I accept this trade that's on on board for me or not in a week. Good luck, everyone. Make sure you tell someone you love them. I'll catch you hopefully in the next episode.